This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Do you want to make more Dynasty trades? Sure, we all do. Tune in once a week to the Trade Addicts podcast and see how easy it is to train to be a great Dynasty trader. At Trade Addicts Pod, thousands of men and women have prepared to win championships without sacrificing value. And now, from your phone, car, or computer, you can learn to increase your team's dynasty value. Many topics such as keep trade buy, make amends, and trade addicts trades will get you ready to make your own trades. So make the important call right now and check out the Trade Addicts Podcast. You're now listening to the Destination Devi Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Devi, and your go-to source for all things Devi and college football. We're not even really going to do an intro, man. We're just, we're on the mic because it's, it's startup season. We are in full effect. Dynasty startup season is here and we have fresh ADP provided by my good friend in the industry, Ryan McDowell at RyanMC23 on Twitter. Y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Ray G. I am with my co-host, my partner of Destination, Debbie Jordan Richards. You can find him on Twitter at your boy, Jay Rich, and we are going to talk Dynasty Superflex ADP from the quarterback landscape. We're talking quarterbacks, right, Jay? We're talking quarterbacks and uh, DLF February's ADP Dynasty League Football ADP for the month of February. We're going to talk about the top. Uh, what are we going to go? Top thirteen quarterbacks? Is that what we're doing here? We're going to try and hit as many as we can because Superflex values for QBs is just out of control. You know, we've been playing Superflex for a couple of years now, and it just at this point, it doesn't make any sense. And I think I saw um, Michael Liu talking about it at Mike Me Up on Twitter about how quarterback value is just through the roof. And so when I saw this ADP come out, you know, I texted you, I called you. I'm like, bro, we have to talk about this because it's just out of this world. Like it doesn't make any sense why they're going so high. But when we break down the actual numbers and the quarterbacks themselves, maybe, you know, there's some decisions we have to make. So Let's go over, let's go through it, tell the people what they need to know and uh, give them the information so they can dominate their Superflex leagues. Yeah, well, let's let's just, let's start towards the bottom and we're just going to hit a couple of, because it's still rookie season, right? We're getting ready for, for pro days and we're getting ready for the NFL draft. So based on February ADP, according to DLF, and we're not going to give you the full shebang, right? But some of these rookies, right? I'm seeing Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama, Heisman Trophy finalist, consensus first team All-American, better numbers than Tua, better numbers than, you know, better passer efficiency rating than Joe Burrow, uh, NCAA record holder, just absolutely destroyed college football. 
being drafted as the 27th quarterback in super flex formats in dynasty startups. That is asinine. That is ridiculous for a potential top 10 quarterback to be taken after 43 year old Tom Brady going after Derek Carr, going after Daniel Jones and Matt. I just, is this, I don't care if you don't think he's the most, the most elite quarterback in the 2021 class QB 27 for Mac Jones. How ridiculous is that, man? I, I, I don't even believe it. Honestly, when you talk about some guys, like you mentioned, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, even Tua in some respects, as much as I liked Tua, in the right situation, Mac Jones is just as good, if not better. We saw that in college with the same system, the same offense, everything. Why can't Mac Jones be Kirk Cousins? And as much as we don't like Kirk Cousins at 32, 33, we'd probably like Kirk Cousins a lot if he was 22, 23. And we can't discount that body, man. That body's ready to take all the blows in the NFL. He's going to be standing <laughs> in the pocket. He's going to be throwing the ball all over the place. I like Mac Jones a lot. I think he could be really good. I think the system is going to be a little bit more dependent for him. But at the end of the day, he can sling the rock. He proved that to us this year. And I think he's going to be good. I think he should be a top 20 quarterback in a lot of ways, depending on who you go with first. He could be your QB three if you go QB early. And the way Superflex is right now, I would be looking at that heavily because Mac Jones is QB 27, but 92 overall. That's like probably seventh round, eighth round. You can easily have a solid core and then still go Mac Jones in the end. It's crazy because the gap between QB 26, Jared Goff, and Mac Jones, Goff coming off the board as the 77th player, and then Mac Jones coming off the board at 92. Just, he's, you know, over on Destination Debbie, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We run Superflex ADP over there for the patrons only, and Mac Jones is coming off the board as like the 202, 203 pick. I just think he's a value across the board, and I actually have a prospect profile video of Mac Jones dropping this week, so make sure y'all are tuned in on Wednesday when that drops. But uh, some other rookies with some interesting ADP, Zach Wilson as QB19, Trey Lance QB20, And we're going to skip around and we're just going to talk about the top 13 quarterbacks and just sort of, you know, our thoughts on these players. And and at 13, we've got Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And right now he's the starting quarterback. I know there's a lot of talk about Jalen that the Eagles taking a quarterback at six. I'm not buying it. I think the writing was on the wall for Carson Wentz the moment they took Jalen Hurts in the second round. He started the final four games of the season didn't play nearly as bad as people are making it seem. Let me explain to you guys something, right? Everybody that wants to shit on Jalen Hurts's four-game starting sample size season, understand that he was a second-round pick. There was no true offseason for any rookie quarterback. As the backup quarterback for the first you know, quarter, three-fourths of the season, he took no reps in practice as the starter. It was all Carson Wentz. He comes into an offense that was already horrible. One of the highest, I believe they had the highest offensive line combination in the NFL. Uh, No wide receivers to throw the ball to. And yet he still was producing mega fantasy points and limited opportunity. You know, four games and riding Jalen Hurts off. What the hell are y'all doing? Like, really? This This is ridiculous. And this is why it's so important to not just... Listen to this echo chamber of, oh, he's bad. He's not going to, he, he started four games. And the thing is, you knew 
He wasn't fucking Drew Brees when they drafted him. Like that was never going to be Jalen Hurts. He was never going to be Aaron Rodgers level of proficient. Like we knew that coming in. And after four games, you're willing to write him off. It's just, it's insane, man. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But I think while I don't get it, it is difficult for me to take him in this spot. We're talking about the top of the fourth round in startup drafts, basically just after the third is over at 38 overall. And while I like Jalen Hurts a lot, I think we've talked about it off air a little bit. We don't necessarily know how we, how we feel about him long-term. While we don't think he's going to be replaced this season, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I would say that I do like Jalen Hurts. I think he has a lot of upside. But when you talk about some of the other quarterbacks ahead of him right now, we may be willing to take a guy a little bit earlier rather than wait for a guy like Jalen Hurts. And I think that's just what it might come down to. But to your point, I think he's going to drop an ADP. I don't see a reason why he would stay this high. Um, I think some guys like Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, potentially even Tua Stafford, Baker Mayfield could all pass him because like you said, the community is really sour on him right now. And I think if you can get him around QB 16, 17, you could still be looking at a back end quarterback one for fantasy for the whole year because he's got a good rushing floor. He's going to be better in this offense this year. And I think Jalen Hurts could be a value. It's just at the price he's at right now. I'm probably going to be passing, but I do like Jalen a lot as a talent. I think he's probably appropriately placed at QB 13. I mean, Ryan Tannehill had a good, you know, he's had a good year and a half stretch, but he's 32 going on 33. I'm a bit higher on Baker Mayfield than others. I think he's finally got some stability at the, at the head coaching spot. I believe he's had like three different offensive coordinators and three different head coaches the first three years of his career. Uh, hopefully they get him another receiving weapon, but I'm a little higher on Baker. For me personally, Baker's inside my top 12 uh, quarterbacks and super flex. I- I'm still a big fan of him, but at 12, we do have one of the rookies and it's one of the rookies that people are talking about as like quarterback four or five in the class now because he had a bad game versus Indiana and a bad game versus Northwestern. And that's Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State. For me personally, um, I'd probably take him a slot higher than the player that's listed at 11. But where are you at with Justin Fields, man? And his overall ADP is QB 12 coming off the board at 35 overall. I actually think he's in a really good spot right now. Um, the next guy, we're going to talk about him in a minute, but might as well segue to him right now. It's Aaron Rodgers. I'm a big fan of both. You know, if you want to win now, maybe you go for Rodgers, but I love Fields long term and I don't really care where he goes. I think he's still QB2 in the class. Love the talent, love the fight we saw in the uh, semifinal and the final. So I'm all in on Justin Fields and I think he's in a great spot to where he could definitely improve his draft stock and he could definitely move up in these rankings. It's just, there's so many good quarterbacks right now. It's hard to place them any higher. But like you said, ahead of Aaron Rodgers, I'm totally on board if that's the move you want to make because I love Fields going forward. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers at QB 11. And like you said, if if you're in win now mode, I, I definitely think that. I don't think, I can't foresee Aaron Rodgers playing until 43 like Tom Brady. You know, and nah, if he there's is, no he's not going to be on Green Bay. It, it wouldn't shock me if Aaron Rodgers after this season is like, screw it, I'm done, right? Like, I'm just, I'm just speculating here. But, you know, we're talking dynasty startup. So if you take Aaron Rodgers in the, he's coming off the board at the top of the third, the 302 and, spot. And uh, if you take him at, at the top of the third, man, you've got to be prepared for him not being on your roster in two years. And I just don't like playing like that. Like I like to feel, I like stability 
at the quarterback position, and maybe Jalen Hurts isn't stable. That's why I kind of I like Baker Mayfield. I like I like quarterbacks that I know or at least feel strongly that they're going to remain the starter for the next four or five years. So I don't even have to worry about that position come rookie draft season. And with Aaron Rodgers, he just strikes me as the guy that when he's ready to go, he's just going to be like, I'm done. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? He's done enough, man. He's proved that he's going to be going in the Hall of Fame. He's an excellent talent. And that's a really funny spot in the ADP because you have the guy ahead of him at 14 and a half overall in startups. And then Justin Fields down at 35. So people are saying Aaron Rodgers is kind of like just below that, but still a QB one. So they're taking him fairly high at the top of the third, but then you're not taking a quarterback till all the way at the back of the third right now. And I think that's really interesting because as we both mentioned, we are, we'll happily pass on that value take a high-end wide receiver, maybe potentially an RB2 in order to get, you know, Justin Fields or someone a little bit later back. Or again, start with one of these guys way up top. And I'm, I'm totally cool with that. I'm, I'm fine passing Aaron Rodgers here. I think he's a little bit overvalued. Um, I'd probably want him in the late third, um, early fourth if I could get him there because people are just hating on him because he's old. That's just how it works in fantasy. Yeah, because you got to think about the strategy, right? If you... If you didn't go quarterback early and your first quarterback off of the, if you went running back, running back, if you went Christian McCaffrey and, you know, Nick Chubb or, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, or, you know, Tyreek Hill and a running back in the second, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Rodgers is your first quarterback. And that's just, again, the quarterbacks after that, you're not going to get fields. You're, you're looking at Stafford Cousins to a Wilson Lance. I mean, that's just, again, for me personally, I just like to solidify my quarterback with the stud and we're going to talk about the next QB 10 through QB. Let's go. Let's go three. Let's do them in groups of three. So at quarterback 10, we've got Russell Wilson at nine, Joe Burrow and at eight, Trevor Lawrence, rookie quarterback from Clemson. How do you feel about those three quarterbacks and those rankings right there? And let's talk about where they're going. Trevor Lawrence ADP is 12.5. So he's a first round pick in super flex startups. Joe Burrow coming off the board at the top of the second and then Russell Wilson, you know, you know, right there at the top of the second in, in super flex startups. Yeah. Like these guys are so hard to pin down, but I, I don't know what I'm going to do with Russ. Um, I own him in a few spots and he's so hard to trust because you look at his first half, second half splits every year. It just doesn't make any sense. It's hard to make anything of it. What are they going to do? Are they going to bring in another running back to replace Chris Carson that we all expect? How do we feel about those weapons? They're great. But is Russ actually going to be used? That's what we don't know. And so I think I'm kind of all out on Russ based on this ADP. Like, I don't want to take Russell Wilson at 14 and a half. But I think, too, like, we're talking about 10 quarterbacks in the first 14, 15 picks in startup drafts. So you have to make a choice. You have to make a decision. And, And that's what this show is all about. What's the decision that we're going to make? And I think for me right now, I'm looking at Joe Burrow, who I like a lot. I like his talent, like the offense. We know where Trevor Lawrence is going to go, and we know about that elite ceiling. So that, But picking between the two is really hard. I think the draft slot is fine, um, but I do like the value of Burrow if over Trevor just simply because maybe you're saving a few picks or someone really wants Trevor. Um, as much as I love Trevor, we don't know how good he's going to be. And I think we got a glimpse of how good Burrow really is. You know, I don't even think I don't even think we got a true glimpse of how good he could be because he was running around for his damn life back there because the offensive line was so horrible. I think I think we just saw the beginning of what Joe Burrow could be, right? Now, the the hard part about this is the fact that I believe he destroyed his whole AC, his whole knee. Like every CL that's inside the knee was torn up. You know, like everything. Like I believe it was a complete like 
just need destruction, right? And Joe Burrow isn't some super young quarterback. I think he's 24. He may be going on 25 years old, coming off that knee injury. Uh, so he'll be 25 this season. You know, Patrick Mahomes is 25 years old right now. Um, and I know age for quarterback doesn't matter as much as like a skill position player, but we might not even have Joe Burrow at the beginning of the season. He may be on the pup list. He may not play. We don't know when he's coming back. So it's like, you take Joe Burrow here, um, you know, at the top of the second, and you may not even get a season out of him. So it's just, I personally, I don't want to be in that range. Like if I'm stuck at with those quarterbacks, like in that range, like I, I'd either be trying to trade up to get one of the quarterbacks that we're going to talk about or just trade back and then just build straight youth. I'd be like, I'm getting Lance and Mac Jones and just praying to the football guys that they they turn out to be something, right? Because the next group of quarterbacks that we're going to talk about are super interesting for me. Dak Prescott at QB7, Lamar Jackson at QB6, and Justin Herbert at QB5. All of those guys going ahead of Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott coming off of an injury as well, 27 years old, Lamar Jackson, 24, and Justin Herbert, a young 22, entering his second season. To me, this is sort of the sweet spot, right? Like this is where I'd want to be picking. And personally, Dak Prescott would be the guy like at the back of the first is ADP is 11 at QB7. Like, and I think you make a good point, like 10 quarterbacks coming off of the board within the first 14 picks. Think about the positional value that has fallen to the second round. If you just trade back, you can get Dak Prescott at 11 and then follow that up with Saquon Barkley. Like you can start off with Dak and Saquon. There's potential that you can start off with Dak and Jonathan Taylor, Dak and Alvin Kamara, Dak and Creed. Like that's that's a possibility that that could be the start of your startup, man. So what are your thoughts on these, these three quarterbacks here, Herbert Jackson and Dak? Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Prescott. Well, in this spot, you you know, we talked about this guy a lot. We're in lockstep here. It's it's Dak, man. It's it's the money man. Cowboys, you better pay your boy because I need him in Dallas. You know, I got him on a ton of rosters last year. And look at what he did. It was a small sample. Their defense was awful, but we can't just discredit what Dak Prescott did. He was that good. He was the QB one. He was throwing at a ridiculous pace. Sure. But when you talk about his efficiency, it was still pretty good. He's still completing a high percentage of passes, throwing a ton of touchdowns. His average at the target was good. You know, there's no reason to believe that he can't be great again. 
It's really just the uncertainty of will he be in Dallas and compared to Justin Herbert, who I think is good, but a little bit overvalued at QB five and Lamar Jackson, who probably won't throw for more than 3,500 yards every year. I'm just taking Dak because you look at even Dak's historical value. I believe he's had five rushing touchdowns every season, but last year. So we're talking about a stretch of four straight seasons where he had five rushing touchdowns on the dot. He still has a pretty solid floor of about, I believe somewhere around four or 500 rushing yards. No, it's not Lamar's 1100 yard rushing floor, but he can still throw for 5,000 yards, throw for 4,500 yards, 40 touchdowns. That's just what I want. I know exactly what I get out of Dak Prescott. There's no guessing. And somehow he's still the cheapest quarterback on this list. You have to agree with me here, Ray. Oh, man, it, it's Dak Prescott all day. If I'm sitting at the sixth spot and somebody wants Justin Herbert and he's sitting on the board and and I can, you know, in there saying I'll trade back to, you know, you trade back to the 11, I'll give you my second and a fifth to move up to get Herbert. I mean, I'm doing that deal all day. Now, unlike you, I do not believe that Justin Herbert is overvalued at all. I mean, if he were a little bit higher on this list, I don't think I would argue it one bit. I think he's the real deal. Uh, it, it's only going to get go up for Herbert, in my opinion. I'm hopeful that they surround him with more offensive offensive weaponry uh, via this 2021 NFL draft, improve that offensive line. But Justin Herbert, I, I think he has the potential to be after Patrick Mahomes QB two in fantasy football. Like he's that, and we didn't even see the true rushing upside from Herbert this year. I mean, he was just doing it all from the pocket. But when you look back at his profile at Oregon, I mean, the dude can move. Like he's not going to be mistaken for Marcus Mariota, but he can move. And I think that we we didn't even really get to see a lot of that this year. So for me. It's Dak Prescott. I think Herbert can be lower. And Lamar Jackson is just, he's so interesting, man, because we had this conversation earlier today. Going into this season, if I were to tell you, you know, I'll give you two first round picks in 2021, two mid firsts for Lamar Jackson, you'd say, hell no. Like, no way I'm trading Lamar Jackson for first. No way. It, it was think, a it was a three think, first deal, and that's what that's what it cost to get him, which is crazy. Because look at him now. Do you do you think you can? Do you think anybody would give you two first round picks for Lamar Jackson right now? I I don't see why anybody would. I really don't. Like especially when talking about startup value, like no one's trading up for Lamar Jackson. No one's trading two first. Like we even talked about. It'd be tough to get a first and a second. Like, I think it legitimately would. I'm not sure if people are really trying to actively trade for Lamar Jackson. And it's because of the talent at the quarterback position. That's why we're talking about all these guys. That's why we went 13 deep and not six deep because they're all talented. They're all great quarterbacks. And Lamar Jackson is the only one that doesn't seem to be able to throw for enough yardage, throw enough touchdowns. That's that's what it comes down to for me is that all these guys, doesn't matter who you look at, even Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback in some respects than Lamar Jackson. So why is Lamar Jackson this high on these lists? Because of a rushing floor? I, I just can't get on board with that. Not when we're talking about Justin Herbert and Dak Prescott, 4,540 touchdown guys, this is, potentially. So here are some deals <laughs> involving Lamar Jackson right now. These will be ugly. quarterbacks. Two QB or super flex, six point uh, passing touchdown scoring and half point PPR. Lamar Jackson, somebody traded Lamar Jackson in a super flex league for Clyde Edwards. He straight up. Oh my God. 
But who are you taking? Uh, are you taking Clyde? I, I just might, take, you know, like, um, no, no, you take Lamar Jackson. Okay. I see another one. Listen, listen to this one. Lamar, Lamar Jackson for a first and a third. Like, I think that's what you're getting a first, or yeah. one first, a first, first and a third. And, and if you offered me that coming into the season for Lamar, I'd laugh you out of the building. Lamar Jackson for Ryan Tannehill in a first. I would much rather have Ryan Tannehill in the first much rather. Cause then we could talk about taking Trey Lance or Mac Jones in that with that first, then you have a quarterback who's performing now and someone we like later. Why aren't we making that trade? Lamar Jackson for Tua in a first. Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. I don't, I think I ought to take Lamar. I just don't know if I believe enough in Tua to do something like that. It's, it's okay, close he, though. Th- this is insane to me. Lamar Jackson and a third round pick for a first. So someone had to give up Lamar and a third to get a first one first round pick. It must be a high first, like potentially Trevor Lawrence. But even if it is Trevor Lawrence, look at what you're giving up. You're giving up a first round pick or sorry. You said a, th- a first round pick or a third round pick. A, a third and Lamar, for a first. Lamar and a third, even if it is Trevor Lawrence for a guy who is lower in ADP right now. That's insane. That doesn't make any sense, but that's, that's what he's worth. Like that's what people are willing to give up to get this guy. Cause he hasn't shown that's, he can throw well enough. That's just what it comes down to. That just, it, it just, it just blows my mind that this is where we're at with the former, you know, two years ago, he was the MVP of the league, you know, the hottest thing smoking the new, and this is, so I talk about this in my Mac Jones breakdown, Right. Everybody likes to talk about how the game is evolving. It's evolving into this dual threat Konami code quarterback game. All that shit sounds good until that Konami code quarterback throws 10 straight incompletions and two interceptions. And now everybody's like, give me a quarterback that can complete the ball, right? Like, I'm just saying. uh, You got to be able to do both. You got to, like, you have to be able to do both well, not just be a good running quarterback. And not many quarterbacks, when you look at this list, right? Not many quarterbacks do both at that super high level, right? So when we look at QB4 through QB2, because QB1, let's just bury the lead. It's Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to talk about that. It's Pete Mahomes. Mahomes is going to be the top super flex quarterback until he retires. So the, the, the next two quarterbacks, Josh Allen at QB2, Deshaun Watson at QB3, and Kyler Murray at QB4, coming off of the board, at the three spot, the four spot, and the five spot. So you got probably Christian McCaffrey after Mahomes. Then it's Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, and Kyler Murray. How are you feeling about that group of three right there in your dynasty startup, Josh Allen over Kyler, Allen over Jonathan Taylor, Allen over CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson, Allen over Deshaun Watson, Allen over, like, what are you feeling about those top three, you know, those group of three? I just can't do it, man. I, I just can't. I, I As much as everybody wants to talk about Josh Allen as the best quarterback everyone's ever seen, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Like, do people not understand that Deshaun Watson led the league in yardage? Do you guys really know who his receivers are? Like, do you really know who he's throwing the ball to? Do you really watch this guy play? Yes, he is on the trade block. He may be traded to another team. I don't really give a shit. Do you know how good this guy is? He's 
literally taking his team on his back. J.J. Watts talked about it. Nuke Hopkins has talked about it. Andre Johnson from retirement is talking about how good Deshaun Watson is. And we're still taking Josh Allen, a guy who before this season couldn't complete more than 55% of his passes. Trust me. I like Josh Allen. I think he's really good. I love that he's the RB1 on the Buffalo Bills, but I just can't do it. Like For me, I'd probably still take Kyler over him. I'd probably still take Deshaun over him. I just think they're both better quarterbacks. I, I I just truly believe that. Kyler, he's got some room to grow, but I really, really like his arm, really like his rushing ability. It, again, it's better than Josh Allen. So if you're talking about rushing ability, it's Kyler. You want to take the arm with Allen? Okay, I'm cool with that. But I think I would rather roll with Kyler at a slightly cheaper price. And for me, it's 100% Deshaun over Josh Allen at QB2. So some trades involving Josh Allen. Josh Allen and a bunch of junk. Tyler Johnson and Preston. Well, let's look at this one. Josh Allen for Juju Smith-Schuster, a 2021 first, a 2022 first, and then two additional 2022 seconds for Josh Allen. Josh Allen and a first for Patrick Mahomes and a fourth. Josh Allen and a fourth for 2022 first. Oh my gosh, whoever did that got destroyed. Josh Allen for Justin Herbert straight up. Um, Josh Allen's going for a lot, man. Like you can't. He's really going trade. for a lot. He's going for a lot. But that's okay, the thing he, is like goes, he he was the he's the guy now that you need three firsts to get him because he's just too hot in the market right now. He's Lamar so here Jackson. Goes your, here goes your here goes your thing. Someone traded Deshaun Watson for Josh Allen straight up. And I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine with that. If you, if you think Josh Allen's better than Watson, I'm totally cool with that. And that's why they're back to back in these rankings. But for me, it's Watson. Like it's Watson. It's not that close. That's just what I believe does, talent wise. But does the the uncertainty around his future team does that bother you? Does that concern you? It doesn't bother me personally because I've seen what he can do with a team that I think is absolute trash. I think everyone can agree that this team is no good. So what if he goes to a team that's actually good? Like as much as we can say, well, what if he goes to the Jets? Well, then we have some problems, but pretty much every other roster, he won't be playing with worse players. He may be playing with better players, maybe playing with equal players, but he's a guy who elevates his team, you know, almost as much as Patrick Mahomes is. And, and I'm maybe just sounded like a massive Deshaun Watson homer. Um, I'm not a homer. I'm, I'm just, I love Deshaun Watson. I see what that guy does every single week. And it's just different from what Josh Allen does. I think he's the closest thing to Patrick Mahomes in the league. And I'm completely mean that hundred percent. I'm not going to argue with Josh Allen as QB two because what he's able to do through the air. And I think, you know, as much crap as Josh Allen took, finally equipping him with a alpha wide receiver in Stephon Diggs and getting them, you know, I think Cole Beasley's a fantastic slot receiver. I think Gabe Davis is going to be a good number two on the opposite of Stephon Diggs. And then his ability to to run the ball. And it's not just what he does like between the 20s. It's when they get to the goal line. He's like the goal line running back, and he's huge. He's 6'5", 240, right? He's massive. So I'm not going to argue Josh Allen at two, but I think for me personally, uh, Deshaun Watson probably is my quarterback too. And it's between Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, it's it's 5'10", 200 pounds versus 6'5", 
240 pounds and, you know, which player that I think has long-term sustainability in the league. And Kyler's just, a, he's a little dude, but he's, he's great. He's great, man. Kyler Murray's great. I just, when I look at these, these rankings and it's not even rankings, when I look at ADP, this is what drafters are doing. I would be fine with trading back. If I was sitting there at the 103, the 104, if I can move back and get Dak Prescott, if I can move back hell and you know get Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with that. But I, the, the top part of this is tough. I think there's a lot of conversation between Allen, Watson, Murray, and Herbert. And there's a lot of recency bias there because I think most people that that will listen to this are going to say, well, give me Herbert. You know what I mean? Like, give me Herbert as quarterback too. Would you, okay, let me ask you this. Would you have an issue if it was Mahomes and then Herbert at two? Because I know you said you were already not the biggest believer in Herbert. Like, what if Herbert was at two instead of Josh Allen? He you better get like someone good, man. Like if he gets Rondell Moore, maybe like you talked about on your show, if he gets Rondell Moore and he's got Keenan Allen, Rondell Moore, and then who knows what else? Cause we, we got to remember Mike Williams could be gone and Hunter Henry could be gone. So then we're talking about just Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. It's good, but it's not complete. You know, it's not a cast that Kyler Murray has. It's not the cast that Josh Allen has. It's, you know, maybe not even the cast that Deshaun Watson has. It's, probably going to be better than that, but we'll see when, you know, the season comes around, but I do like Herbert where he's at. And I think your point about trading down is great. If I can trade down, you know, three or four spots and pick up Herbert, I'd be fine with that. You know, let's say Dak's already gone because one of us is in that league and we take him first. I'd be fine with Herbert there. I'd be fine with Trevor Lawrence. Um, But at two, but it's going to happen. That's where like, I think you're totally right. We could see that easily because people love Herbert. That's why he's going QB five overall right now. So if he's QB two and you know, the first month of the season, I would not be shocked at all at all. I wouldn't like it, but I wouldn't be shocked either. There's some wild, wild ass trades going on right now. And it just, it just, it just makes me think like I need to send some offers out because I'm seeing Kyler Murray go for Kirk cousins in a first round pick. Like give me Kyler Murray, man. Um, it's it's interesting to watch ADP play out throughout the offseason process because I think right now we're in boredom period. There's really nothing going on. I know free agency's in a couple of days and then we get some combine news. But I think you've got a window to get some of these players because once the Chargers draft Rashad Bateman or Rondell Moore, Herbert's value goes up, right? Once Deshaun Watson finally lands on a team, if he goes to the San Francisco 49ers or, you know, the Carolina Panthers, he'll be quarterback two in the next ranking set, right? So my advice to those listening, if if you are a big Deshaun Watson fan or a big, you know, Justin Herbert fan based on the ADP, if you want to get those guys at any sort of a discount, you need to do it now because the reality is Deshaun Watson is going to be on a new team. Justin Herbert will get new weapons. Like th- this shit is going to happen, right? So you've got a small window to go out there, acquire these players, and maybe even acquire them at value, opposed to waiting until the NFL draft, waiting till free agency is over, waiting until Chris Godwin signs with the Chargers. Like, you know what I mean? Like before these things happen and their value just goes through the roof, man. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think like we're trying to say is Josh Allen has nowhere to go, but down. Cause he's not going to supplant Patrick Mahomes, not anytime soon, maybe not ever. So you think about if you can get that discount, it seems like we're looking at, you probably want to be in the top four, 
ish, top five ish. Snag either Watson, Allen, Murray at five, or Christian McCaffrey if you want to go that route. But if not, you want to trade back, trade back to the back of the first, even trade back to the second, pick up, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Those guys are going to be available. And that's, I think, how we would build our rosters. Pick up those assets if you have an early pick and trade back. Trade back if you can, you know, pick up extra first, pick up, you know, later round picks. It's going to be worth it. And you'll like your team a lot better that way for sure. Yeah, I think we're gonna do. Um, I think we're gonna do a keep trade cut show here soon, talking about some of these quarterbacks. But today, we just wanted to give you a little taste of our thoughts on some of these players and their current fresh new February Superflex ADP. Jay Rich, man, we got we got some heat coming this week, right? We got some heat coming. Yes, we got Mac Jones coming. We might do a trade show or keep trade cut. We're gonna do some good stuff, man. But. We appreciate you guys tuning in to the channel. Make sure you smash that subscribe button, hit the alerts. And if you want to be a part of the best damn Debbie dynasty community in fantasy football, patreon.com forward slash all gas. But for Jay Rich, myself, we are out of this thing, man. Peace.